What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. So today was very interesting. Um, I was having a coaching call, and there was a little bit of a situation that I just want to vent about here in this medium, and I think you guys will be able to learn a lot from it. So during the uh, during the coaching call, the client was having an issue, and the issue was that. They just hired someone. They've been on the road for about a week now. And a couple of different things are happening. Number one, the, the clients, aka the brand's perspective of this role is very much based around high levels of accountability, um, a full-fledged like A to Z executor, someone that is a self-starter, um, this person was supposed to be a subject matter expert with already built and designed processes and, and efficiencies. And the expectation around the world was to be able to bring in that knowledge and bring in that capability into the organization. Um, a lot of different things. And from the founder's point of view, they are not experiencing what they thought they would should be experiencing within the first week. From the fellow team members' points of views and the direct reports of this leader that they brought into the org, it's not a good culture fit. And this person has been asking lots of questions that has been raising eyebrows in such a way that makes the founder and the COO a little bit confused if they made the right decision. Now, they are leaning towards replacing this individual already. Hear my thoughts around this. I believe that everything that was said is much more on the brand than it is on the new hire. Now, now follow with me here. You know, when I when I think about leadership, when I think about people operations, when I think about entrepreneurship, when I think about hiring, when I think about business, the very first thing I think about is Everything is my fault. Everything's my fault. Right now, some of the acquisitions and the mergers and the licensing deals and all the things that I'm going through, if they don't work out, it's my fault. Right now, um, I'm trying to put a team in place around me um, to be the, the, the executives and the management team of the holding company. If it doesn't work out, it's my fault. And I think this is the mindset that I, I, I think I want to see this client take a little bit of, which is. I do believe it's a little bit their fault. I, I, I frankly believe, not to do a plug, but I'll do a plug, that the beyond brand execution that I've designed, that my team has designed, frankly, not just me, um, solves a lot of these issues because I, I genuinely believe that a job description is not enough. I genuinely believe that one or two interviews is not enough. I genuinely believe that an expedited onboarding experience is not enough. I genuinely believe that expecting and assuming that a high level leader is going to hold key Q&A type moments with team members and team leads and other folks and immediately know what to do and how to put things together without a filling out period. I don't believe that's 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 something we can expect. And so I think what I wish, what I wished I would have seen a little bit more of from the client on the front end, 
is a beyond brand execution where they would have clearly provided examples and details around what they are hoping to get out of this role operationally, tactically. Um, and I don't want to go in too much depth around that because you guys have heard about the beyond brand. So number one, the, the thesis and the core energy around that is, is, is around accountability. And as an organization, when you go through the hiring process, you can take it upon yourself to unpack a lot of the operational realities, expectations, and, pers- and personal and professional perspectives you have of this role. And you can also bake in the team members that this person will be interacting with. You can get all of that information and all, the, all of that data outside of a job description in some sort of other medium and format and push that to that applicant very, very, very early in the process and continue to push that information in front of their face throughout the hiring process and the onboarding process so there's no wiggle room. I want every single applicant, aka every single new hire, to understand at a violently visceral, explicit, detailed level around the operational realities, the emotional realities, the leadership realities, the role-structured realities that we are looking for and that we expect. So that was, I think, mistake kind of, number one. Um, Number two, I think that it's partially not fair to make any assumptions of anyone in such a small, small window. What I mean by that is I don't know if it's fair to make any assumptions of anyone within a week or two week or three week time frame. I think that that's more of a reflection on bringing this person into the org a little too late in the, the overall organizational needs. So let me unpack that as an example. Let's say theoretically, this role was a marketing director role. Let's say theoretically, there are services and products that are designed already and there are, there are finances that are needed to manifest here. And thus, you think you're hiring from a marketing role and you really need to see significant results out of this role very, very quickly here. That was a bad timing of a hiring uh, situation. That's bad timing. If you know you want to see objective results in quarter number two, you don't wait into the back half of quarter one to try to fill in the slide. Because you know there's going to be some hurdles. You know there's going to be maybe some accountability hurdles, some, you know, a filling out period hurdles, some some communication hurdles, some leadership hurdles, some some um, some some structure hurdles. You know there may be some alignment hurdles. You just have to uh, assume and bake in these these pausing these these complex moments. So I think that was a little bit of an issue. I think. Knowing the context that I know, I think they really were hoping that this would be a plug and play. And if you needed a plug and play, I think you have to ha- start the hiring process a little, little, more, a little earlier than I think they may have, may have done. Number one, um, I think also when I think about the role and I think about how they are analyzing it after a week, I think there needs to be a, a learning and development moment. From what I can understand right now, a lot of their feelings and their perspectives of this person, it's being left within, it's being held. They're making these assumptions within their mind and I think there needs to be a communication process that happens. Now I do know there's a a, a slew of one-on-ones that are gonna be coming up here, but I think the way you go about those one-on-ones need to be 
very much through a curious, empathetic lens where you're trying to understand what's happening. We are trying to dive into their mind and understand their fears, their confusions, their complexities, their questions, allow them to create a safe space or allow you need to create a safe space for them, for them to be transparent and fluid and honest and comfortable. I think that's vital. I think it's needed. I think it's necessary. Um, I don't believe that you should or can make any assumption of anyone within a week or two week or three week period of time. I think it's objectively a waste of money. It's objectively a waste of time and objectively a waste of potentially a high level talent. I think also that despite what your assumptions were, I think it's on the leadership to readjust and create additional bandwidth to develop, to teach, to educate, to coach up. I believe it's on the leaders internally to say to every single team member, And every single direct report of this new hire to say, hey, look, maybe the first impressions was not a good idea. I mean, it was not a good was not a good one. But we're going to stick in there and you make that a non-negotiable because that's what family does. That's what friends do. That's what a good, high performing organization does. I think you talk to the team members, you talk to the direct reports, maybe there's context filling, maybe there's gaps where they can fill that can maybe help this person be a little bit more productive. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there is no way in my mind that you objectively make a call or a decision based off of guts, like how you're feeling within a week or two week period of time. I think you definitely go down a very deep IDP development rabbit hole. I think you definitely build up more EQ, more emotional intelligence, more emotional glue than you think you need so that you really can extract and understand how they're feeling, understand what they're seeing. And I think you expand your bandwidth a little bit and you make this work as much as you can. I believe you make a list of all the things that you can do to make this work and you keep checking them off until you have nothing else to check off and then you put the onus and then you put the accountability on that. And so when I say E1, B2, I think that's what people get it confused. I'm not always saying it's E1 forever. I'm not saying there's not something in this story that the employee can be doing better. But what I am saying is that I do want to see a little bit more strategy and thoughtfulness and accountability and raising of hands of the organization saying, you know what? We made a couple mistakes here. There's a couple things that we can still do that we have not yet done. Let us as a team, let us as leaders hold off from any thoughts or preconceived perspectives. And let's see what we can do to all work hard to make this work. Because what I, I think what happens a lot in a, in a subconscious level, I think organizations and I think team members, I think they view new hires as kind of like, um, you ever see like in a movie where like the new orphan child comes into an orphanage and the other orphan boys and girls have been there for a while. So they kind of earn their respect and they all have alignment and they're all family members and they all love each other and everything is all good and dandy. But then you bring in a new orphan child to the orphanage and they have to kind of fight their way in and and earn their trust and their respect. I I don't like that. And that's kind of how I feel. I'm the opposite. I love first. 
trust first. Break my back to show you that I will do anything in my power to make you comfortable. Work for you. Give you every resource, every ability, every bandwidth, every everything that I can give you to make this all work out well for everyone involved. I make a checklist. And then once I've accomplished and once I've executed against that checklist and there's nothing left, that's when I utilize accountability on your part. And I think that's what's happening. I think this new person's coming in. The first impression wasn't good. The questions they were asking weren't potentially good. What they thought they were getting versus what he thinks is getting, what what he was getting into versus what is actually happening is completely off-putting. And there needs to be a very open, honest, and fluid discussion where the brand raises their hand and takes full accountability. The team members and the direct reports raises their hand and takes full accountability. And you do everything in your power to make this work and show love. So those are my thoughts around this. I think it's valid. I think it's vital. And um, I'll keep you guys posted around what happens. Thanks a lot.